Welcome to our podcast, The Third Option. In a binary world that's caught up in right versus wrong, left versus right, and good versus evil, we see the love of God as a third option. I'm Rick Manis. And I'm Judy Manis. Join us here every week for conversations about the magnificent love of God that we believe can and will change this world. Enjoy! Well, today we're going to talk about people-pleasing. Isn't that an interesting subject? People-pleasing. And what causes it? (laughs) People-pleasing. It is an interesting subject, isn't it? I think we've had several people sort of reach out to us about seeing that in themselves and, I don't know, a little bit of a a frustration with seeing a repeated pattern of people-pleasing and, you know, wanting to stop that cycle. There, There really is a... Uh, people-pleasing personality type. I think we can all do it at times, but... Especially as a, as a, uh, a, a Christian that wants to, uh, wants to love, like yeah. the Bible says. Yeah. And so sometimes you, you, people have said they, they try to do what the Bible says, but they end up being a people-pleaser. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, so we want to talk about that. It's an interesting look. So I, I looked it up. For uh, got to get a definition, um, a people pleaser personality means that a person feels a strong urge to please others, even at their own expense. And then some of the indications that uh, I found were you have a hard time saying no. Uh, you might feel anxious about other people's opinions of you. You never have uh, you time or time for yourself. You feel guilty setting boundaries. Uh, You apologize for things you don't need to. You need constant approval. You have low self-esteem. You always agree in order to be liked. And you generally don't share your, your, your authentic feelings with others. And you fear being labeled selfish. So those are just some of the cues, I guess, of, of a people pleaser. And I, I can see some of them even in my own, uh, my own life sometimes. Mm. Um, but I think the thing that really stands out is a depletion. Mm-hmm. When you're in a people pleasing mode, you become depleted. You there again, you run, you run out. Uh, uh, it's kind of like what we've been talking about in the last couple of episodes, or this is certainly related to that. Um, you, you feel depleted because there again you're operating from that place of, of self or you know your your own ability, um, which is often a place of, um, of, of of deficit. But but we 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 do that people pleasing because see people <clears throat> humans have this this need for some reason for self validation. And people do it in different ways. And one way to do it is this. One way is that I will um, deplete myself to try to give or to impress or, uh, or prove my worth to somebody else. And so and, and that's one, one way that some people try to um, get their, have their self validated. 
And that's a place of, 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 of deficit there. There again, that's a place of really uh, the antidote for that is knowing the love of God for you. And then you can do things. See, here's what I've noticed about that is you can do things that almost look like people pleasing to some, but you're doing it from a completely different motive. You can give up your time for somebody else, but you're not doing it so that the person will think more highly of you. See, that's what you get out of that. You're doing it simply because you care about that person and you you have the wherewithal to bless that person, so you, you, you want to do it. And doing it that way, you don't feel depleted when you do that because you're doing it out of that place of fullness that we've been talking about in our recent, mm-hmm. uh, recent podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 you can give up more of your time. You find out that you... See, when we talk about being full by the, from the love of God... That's taking care of so many things that maybe we were trying to do before, um, where we had, where, where we, where we intentionally have to remember to focus on ourselves. We have to remind ourselves, give me, you know, I got to have some me time and all that. And those are all right and good things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when you're operating out of that fullness, it's it's a more organic thing to where, where you know, you remember Jesus. Um, he just didn't eat for a while. He goes to Samaria and he's talking to this Samaritan woman. And he's having a good time with what God's doing doing there. And they're like, you know, Jesus, you need to eat something. He says, I've got food that you don't know of. See, in one way you could say, well, Jesus is just neglecting himself. If he wasn't who he is and we see him, we see him neglecting himself to give all this time to this, to the, to this other person, we could say he's a, being a people pleaser. But... His motivation was completely different, and he was coming from a place of wealth. He wasn't, he wasn't giving out of scarcity here. He was mm-hmm. giving out of abundance. And so as he was doing that, in fact, he called it food. He says, I've been fed. <laughs> he says, I have been, I have been nourished here. I am, I am now energized. I don't feel weak. I don't feel hungry. I don't feel depleted because I've been missing, missing these meals. He says, I feel great right now. There again, because like I say, love is its own reward. Giving out of that place uh, actually brings more increase to your life, more of a sense of fullness. And so, so it's uh, you know, the the, the people pleasing. Uh, the, the reason what makes a people pleaser is the motive, mm-hmm. is that you're doing it to get self validation. You're doing it as like you were reading uh, a moment ago, or you were you were listing those things a while ago. Uh, 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 you're doing it to. Uh, to get the love from somebody else yeah. that you don't feel that you deserve unless you go and, and, and do this thing for, mm-hmm. for a person to prove yourself mm-hmm. to other people. It, it's like you're looking for, or I'm looking for an outward, uh, an outward, um, you know, af- affirmation of myself. Mm-hmm. And when I do these things to get that, and then I do that and I don't get the affirmation mm-hmm. I think I, I want then I feel very sad and disappointed. Like, mm-hmm. why did I do that? Why did I spend my time? I didn't even get anything out of that. But if I'm coming from a place of fullness and just, you know, accidentally loving, then I don't get depleted. So I think even the awareness of I just people please, it just is a good cue, mm-hmm. like a good um, indication 
All right, that was, that was out of my flesh and I'm gonna learn from that. And I'm gonna get my affirmation or mm-hmm. my sense of value or worth from God. I'm yeah. gonna go to God first, I'm gonna get that. I, so I think in some ways you could tr- sort of forever beat yourself up for being a people pleaser or you could just say, there's something for me to learn here and I'm going to learn it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to continually c- criticize myself for, you know, having this bent towards people pleasing, yeah. but I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to learn that my value and worth really can only come from God. Mm. That's the true, yeah. my true, true value. It, it all comes down to that simple thing it's simple but it has it's a thing that that is a revelation though when we mm-hmm. when when we see it it comes down to that this is why why we preach the good news we talk about a wonderful god a gracious god there's uh, we talk about love all the time to the point you know people will, will uh, laugh about it they, uh, you know they're going to talk about love again well of course it all comes down to that love is the thing that Ephesians 3.19 says that, that when you know that depth of love, you're filled with the fullness of God. And, and that's where that comes from. And that's, that's the life where you don't have to fear depletion. You know, when you talk about, as you just mentioned, when somebody is trying to please people, the common tale is that they, they often, almost always, end up feeling like they've given more than they've gotten back. It's not right. It's not fair. And then they, they can become bitter uh, to that. Uh, they feel like I've given and I've given and it just, you know, uh, didn't pay off. They didn't, they didn't take notice or they just, they just stomped on my generosity. They took advantage of me. And so, and then that produces more of a fear (laughs) of, 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 of those, of those things, your fear of being vulnerable and all that. See, and that's all, those are all common things that, that, that we feel in our, in our, our weakness and in our insufficiency. We can all operate out of that. We all have, and we all do at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we, what we're talking about in these episodes of the podcast are a play, our, our wealthy place that we have. We also mm-hmm. have a place of wealth mm-hmm. in God mm-hmm. where we're always going to be loved. We're always going to be accepted. Uh, God will always be good to us, you know, and, and he will all, we will always be safe with him. And so being at home in that place gives us the capacity to give without being depleted, mm-hmm. whether we get something back. And oftentimes we do because, because people do respond to love a lot of times, but if they don't, sometimes it, it doesn't happen. Uh, if they, if, if, if they don't, we're still full, see, because we're not drawing from our own well here. We're drawing from the unending well of God's living water. Mm. And so uh, I like uh, telling people to be aware of the source that they're connected to. Mm. And when you're aware of that, then you, you're not thinking in terms of depletion. You're not thinking of, I don't have much more to give. Um, in fact, you're, pro- you're thinking more about, I'm just getting so much mm-hmm. from God. And, 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 and it, it's, it's, it's very real that this thing really is, I mean, you know, when Jesus called it a, a, a spring that doesn't run dry, it, it is amazing how this love never quits. It never fails. It doesn't stop. The, the other point I wanted to bring up is that love and, and knowing your value and your worth from God can also 
enable you to say no to things. Oh, yeah. And, and when we talk about loving other people, it doesn't mean that you're going to be best friends with every person you run into. Mm. That there are ways of loving people maybe from a distance or you're loving people, but you're also valuing yourself and your own and your own time as well and it you, you see what i mean it doesn't yeah. mean that yeah because i love i am now available to every single person and i you know i'm just it doesn't necessarily mean that so i think sometimes people confuse that and so you know like you had said earlier to be a good christian means that i have to you know, love the neighbor next door and I have to love, you know, everybody I come into contact with. I mean, give we, everything to charity. You, and, and we do love them, but you, you can love from different, even Jesus would say no. Jesus would leave and go away from people. Like he, he knew his own value. And, and I think a lot of times with the people pleasing, there is a loss of a sense of their own value. Yeah, right. And so that to me is when you find yourself people pleasing is where you stop and say, all right, Lord, I need to learn from you the value that you have for me. Like what is my value and how do I care for me as well as, you know, these others that you That's put in front of a me. Very good point. We find our true value in God. Mm-hmm. And when we when we have, have, have found that, then um, saying no is not a is, is not a not a big deal. See, you're not, you're not you, you don't feel like a people pleaser. And I like I, I I like that I see that difference in me too because um, saying no always felt like you know I'm going to let him down. Yeah, or you're going to let God down. Yeah, like I'm you know I don't want to be selfish here, mm-hmm. and so. You're just trying to not be selfish, and you don't know where the line is. But you, when you find your value in God, there is that, there again, that work of righteousness that brings confidence and assurance. You feel safe. So you can make your decision, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that's best. Do I and, really want to do yeah. this, or is this something that I'm feeling compelled to do because yeah. I don't want them to think I'm selfish? Yeah, and, and operating out of a nature really... Is, is operating more out of the natural want-tos that come from that uh, fulfilled heart that, that does have love in it. Mm-hmm. And so our motivation is, 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 is love, but we have a, 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 a place of safety to where if it's not something that we want to do, we don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people call that keeping, what's it, what do they say about... Uh, Keeping boundaries? Yeah, keep, keeping boundaries. And, you know, you and I, we don't use that language a lot, but it's basically the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. there's things that you'll do and things that you won't do, and it doesn't mean that you love or don't love somebody, uh, but you're, 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 you're confident and you have your value, so you're not having to prove your value. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and even if we, we say no, it doesn't change the fact that we have this heart that's given to love. Right. And so... Uh, that's a good thing too. I, but see, there again, it all—it's all about that fullness. Because you have a sense of fullness, you're not afraid mm-hmm. to say no at times, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that point up. That's the other side uh, of, of, of this whole thing, and it all comes from that same thing—that that true value that you have 
in God that gives you a heart that's not needy. Mm-hmm. And it can give. Mm-hmm. It can give. You know, there's been many times where I have felt like, um, I don't know, a person didn't do something. Maybe we invited them or, you know, wanted them to come do something with us and they, you know, didn't want to. And I'd be disappointed, let's say. And you would not be. And you would be like, I want them to do what they want to do. I don't want them to do it because they don't want to disappoint me. I want them to want to do whatever they want to do so that I too, in this relationship, can do what I want to do. It, and I never thought of it in that respect. I think I was more probably on that people-pleasing scale where I wanted them to show that they love us by, I don't know, going to our meetings or what, whatever those things are. And you're much more comfortable with just do what you want to do. Like, there's such freedom in that kind of a friendship. You're bringing up really, really, really <laughs> good points because that's another one um, uh, right there because you're out of that, in that work operating from a place of wealth or, or, or fullness. You're not needy, <laughs> again, and, and, you're, and you're operating from a motivation of love. You care about the other person. You want them to do what they want to do, just like you said, um, because I like being able to do what I want to do. And so there's not a neediness, there's not a codependency, but there can be a real love there and, and a real safety um, uh, there. You know, what, what we do when we operate out of the flesh or the deficit sometimes is, let's say somebody um, rejects an opportunity to bless you or whatever. And, and what we'll do then is we'll start rehearsing. Well, I've done this for them and done that for them. See, we start, we start counting, start making an account. And, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love doesn't do that. It doesn't make an account of wrongs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've done this and that. If I were them, I would do this. And so we, we, we get into that whole carnal, judgy thing when it really does none of that matters at all. Yeah, but it's almost like I'll, I'll assign a motive. Like, oh, yeah. they didn't do that because they're actually thinking these really ugly <laughs> things. But really, I don't know what, what, what harm would it be to believe the best of them. That's believe good. that they just had, you know, something come up or they just needed a rest. Yeah. You know, what, what harm would it be to believe the best of them? Maybe that? that's what the word means when it says love, you know, Keeps thinks no, the best of, yeah. of, of, of others. And there again, because it's not... There, it's not needy, so it doesn't need to judge the person that doesn't do what you want them to do, and and also that place of wealth or that love, that place of love, it it takes away that need to have others do what you want them to do because you've already got what you want. You've got the love of God. You've got you have found the mountaintop. You the have most found valuable, the, the one thing that everybody treasure. is looking for. When you find that, you've got that, so you're not needing things from people. Mm-hmm. Now, people will, people will still do things for you and bless you, and that is wonderful. I mean, that's just more of the icing on the, on the cake. That's a, uh, that's a blessing from the Lord, too. People, uh, people can do wonderful things, and I love them for it. Um, but um, I just love the fact that, that the love of God takes away the neediness. So it kills a whole lot of strife and drama mm-hmm. because you're not, it, you know, 
when the word says love does not seek its own, it doesn't make demands of other people. Mm -hmm. Wow, imagine a world where we didn't demand from other people that they do certain things or they think certain things or act certain way or, 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 or anything, but we, we owe nothing to them except to love them. Mm-hmm. And if all hearts would find the mountaintop, find that love that fulfills, mm-hmm. and I say mountaintop, but it's right here in your heart. It's in your, you know, it's right there. We all have that in our life. If we'll just look to it. And when we, we, we find that everything is about a flow of love and giving mm-hmm. and to anybody listening, none of us know everything about this. <laughs> it's incomprehensible, but you can taste and see that it's good. Mm. And, and it's something to continue to enjoy and to watch it take the ascendancy in your life because it really gets better and better and better. And you find yourself feel, feeling more free from these things that we were talking about today, feeling more free from the neediness, feeling for, more free from needing somebody to live up to some standard that you have for them. It, 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 it frees you and it, it causes you to be secure in your true value in God. And you don't have to do fleshy things to demand respect from people or whatever. Uh, that's just, that's, that's the other way of try, of people trying to assert their, 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 their self-validation, their validation. Um, but when you get it from God, you don't need to prove it. When you get it from God, you don't need to demand it of other people. Mm. When you get it for, from God, you have found it from the best place that it could be. Mm. And so that takes care of so much drama. Right. I want to circle back. We talked about this on our last episode, but in regards to people pleasing, this philosophical idea of God loves me, I know that, the Bible tells me that, but it doesn't actually fill your heart mm-hmm. versus this experiential love. Mm-hmm. And that's that knowing that you're talking about that actually produces a shift in you. That mm-hmm. that almost surprises you and and is, you know, that, you know, is beyond you. Can you talk about that in reference to people pleasing? Yeah. I had a philosophical, um, love as a Christian, I think for quite a few years. I mean, I I knew God loved me because the Bible told me, Mm -hmm. I said, God loved me. I said, God loved you. God loves us. Um, but my mind had many other contradicting thoughts. I still, because I still was thinking so carnally and my mind was still so fixed on me because I didn't feel fulfilled. And so when you don't feel fulfilled, your mind goes to you trying to become fulfilled. And so I'm trying to do it in a religious way. The first person that I kept trying to please was God and tried and tried and tried over and over again. Well, that same thing applies uh, across the board, you're trying to 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 please because you you want to be loved, you want to be respected, you want to be validated. First place I was getting it was from God, the person of God, and and I didn't understand because I didn't understand His love. 
I didn't, I, I kept looking for that validation. My mind was, even though I said, God loves me, God loves me, the reason I wasn't experiencing it, feeling it, and enjoying it, really, was because I had other things in my mind that, that, was, that was talking about my flesh. I was weak. I had too many flaws. I did too many sins. I made too many mistakes. I, you know, I wasn't spiritual enough. I didn't pray enough. I didn't do this, that, and the other. All of these things and all these judgments um, uh, uh, were upon me. And so you're going to try to do things to make yourself shiny, try to make yourself good. I wanted people to say, Rick is a good guy. You know, mm-hmm. Rick is a giver. Rick, you know, Rick is unselfish. I want to try to be unselfish and try to prove myself un- unselfish. And uh, uh, I did it to the point of, see, we can't do it perfectly in our flesh. We become depleted. I did it to the point of where I was giving so much to my congregation that I was pastoring that I did something I never thought I would do. I was neglecting my own family, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and my wife finally had to, you know, confront me. But she got depressed Teresa, for a while. Your, yeah. your first and wife. I said, what's the problem? I thought somebody in the church was doing something to her. She said, it's you. Mm-hmm. She said, you're totally, totally neglecting us. And I didn't realize that I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm trying to fulfill all these things that the people want from me. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or I think they do. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we just, we try so hard. We try so hard in our own flesh, in our own abilities, in our own, uh, our own weak flesh. We try so hard often, but it's, it's, it's so imperfect. Mm-hmm. And it comes, it, it comes with so many side effects, so many negative things that get brought about by it. Mm-hmm. And so... To me, that, that's why it simplifies our message. We just want to point people to the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. We want to tell people, tell them again, God's good. They say, they say, well, I struggle with this love thing. I say, keep looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it again. Let's look again. Look at, look at God. Faith comes by hearing mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why it needs to be preached. We don't preach about the love enough. I've heard people say we preach too much about it. The only ones that say that don't get it. They haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. They've seen it philosophically. Mm-hmm. They think they've got it down philosophically, but they're not experiencing it. Because and when you're experiencing it, you know that that's the only thing that really matters. Yeah, what happens when you think you already know is you turn away and you start looking for other things. Yes. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I know God loves me, um, but i got to look yeah. over here for something else or over here for something else, over here for something else, because... That philosophical idea of God loving you isn't enough. It doesn't fill your heart. It's it's incomplete. Yeah. So you think there's another key somewhere, another silver bullet. So you're you're chasing another rabbit Mm -hmm. trail, which really will lead you right back to uh, God's love. That's a good point. That's one reason why I got into so many areas, so many different fads and things that came through the body of Christ, even though philosophically God loves us. I know that, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm still trying to find the magic bullet and everything else. You're not feeling complete. Yeah. You're feeling like there's gotta be something more than this. And there is, it's just that philosophical idea of love is not going to cut it. And mm-hmm. so there's a, a deeper revelation there that you're almost asking people mm-hmm. to just stay on that. Yeah. I, yeah, we are. That's why Jesus said, return to the first love. Mm-hmm. Our first love is God loving us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're, we, we go around pointing people to that. Because mm-hmm. when you've tasted that, there is nothing else. 
Everything else is found right there. Everything is found in that love of God. If people can find that love and believe it and find their true value in that, they will find everything else right there in that spot. That is where it's at. Beautiful. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thanks for listening again today, guys. We really appreciate you telling others and sharing this uh, uh, on the Internet. And we always want you to have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review. And if these conversations have encouraged you, head on over to our website at rickmanis.com. There's all kinds of resources there, so check it out. Have a great day.